Damaged Goods Podcast. Yeah, that's it. That's it. There we go. Uh, this episode of the Damaged Goods Podcast is brought to you by uh, by me, my fucking Jake the Snake, your host. I'm here doing it. My man Rocco Machetta has joined us kind of doing behind the scenes stuff. And of course, my main man Terry, young Terrence, uh, doing sound engineer shit while we record. Although Terry nor Rocco are with me today, I am here on the road. I'm on tour working for some bands out here with Slayer and Lamb of God and Anthrax and some others. Uh, And I'm in uh, Michigan, sunny Detroit, Michigan, all alone from the hotel. Actually, it's not Detroit. It's a suburb called Troy. And it's real easy to tell that you're not in Detroit and you're in the suburb because there's some real nice buildings around here and shit isn't as run down. <laughs> uh, it's not a knock on Detroit. Love Detroit. But it's still, you know, it's still reeling from, um, I don't know, the economy kind of taking a shit on itself some years ago and the housing crisis. Um, and I know people are worried and concerned about it, you know, getting gentrified and young hip cool kids coming in and buying all these old warehouses and lots of making stuff and that is happening but with my expert eye on it i would say it's still years away from becoming one of those cities where the rent's going it's still fucking cheap here it's still affordable and it's gonna be like that for a while it's still real rugged it's gonna take some time before it's gentrified so if you motherfuckers are looking for 20 dollar bistro burgers and lattes in the hood for an affordable price uh don't come here yet you're not ready for it. If you want to get it on the ground floor, though, it's probably a good time to invest. But uh, shouts out to Detroit. Shouts out to Michigan. Um, it's a beautiful place. But yes, I'm here on the road. Today, we're doing another installment of the sit on the couch, the get on the couch shit that we do. You guys know, some of you know, your man Jake here was one semester, one semester away from a master's degree in psychology. Uh, analysis. I would have been a psychoanalyst, you know, a Freudian style therapist, but I was misguided and fell off the focus path and I stopped. But anyway, I still have had patience and I'm still semi qualified to kind of hear you guys' queries and quandaries and questions and spit something back. So we do this kind of segment once in a while in place of having a guest on in a full on conversation. And listeners, either email us, uh, jake at damagedgoodspodcast.com, um, or they hit us up on social media. You can get me at, at J the S, J T H E S, on Damaged Goods Podcast, at Damaged Goods Podcast on all social media. People DM and send me questions and stuff, and kind of collect them for a little while. And every time we do one of these episodes, I answer them the best I can. Now, um, because I did drop out before getting that master's degree. I'm not fucking licensed by the state of California, state of Massachusetts, state of nowhere. So don't go running off with my advice and suggestions like it's verbatim. But this is something, if I can speak highly of myself for a second, this is one of the few things I think I am kind of good at. And I'm going to do my best. So in the future, if you guys got questions and queries, send them my way. So, all right. Uh, we're going to get to the first one. Now, the first one comes from Patrick. Um, and this is me, I'm reading, when I read these guys' questions, you know, I'm trying to read it the way they wrote it, so there might be little misspellings, um, little grammatical errors, whatever, but I'm just reading it the way they sent it to me, Uh, (laughs) unless I fuck up and read it too fast, because I'd be doing that. I just drank a goddamn espresso, too, so I'm kind of, kind of flying, not really, but kind of flying, so bear with me. Anyway, 
Patrick, he sends me this. I have this supervisor at my new job. Well, not really new. About six months. But he is not directly my boss, but I have to work under him. He has an attitude towards me, like he wanted the other guys that I work with to not like me as well, except they do. That pisses him off more. Sometimes he is wrong about things, and I want to say something back to him when he cuts at me with little digs here and there. How should I handle this? I hate taking shit from him, and he is a supervisor, but he doesn't hire, fire me, or pay my paycheck. Hmm. Well, Patrick, I definitely, uh... See eye to eye with you there on the not wanting to take shit from someone. And uh, this is a shitty situation you're in, man. Anytime you're in a subordinate position and somebody in a superior position uh, has an attitude towards you or likes to fuck with you, it's a sensitive thing because you're trying to look out for your job, but at the same time, you don't want to take shit. And it sucks, man. Nobody wants that. That's an uncomfortable work environment. So I feel for you, man. I've been there. Uh, from my fucking pseudo expertise, position, I kind of feel like your supervisor guy, uh, maybe he's threatened by you or something. This seems to be an insecurity thing. Uh, you're saying he was hoping maybe the other guys didn't like him. Maybe he's an alpha male. Maybe you are too, and he senses that. Oftentimes, we smell each other. And, uh, you know, he's hoping that you would be ostracized or not accepted in. Apparently, that didn't work in his favor. You're saying these other guys that you work with like you, and they think you're cool. So that probably only infuriates him more. It probably makes him feel more insecure. And maybe that's just potentially because he thinks you might work your way up the ladder. Maybe his job is in jeopardy in the future. Or maybe it's just a, a status thing. He wants to be the, the cool guy or the boss guy, you know. He had a comfortable thing going on and you came through and inadvertently disrupted all his cool comfortability. By just being yourself, which sucks, man. It sucks to get punished for being yourself. If you're fucking up on the job and being a dick to him, that's different. But from what you've told me, that's not the case. Um, but you got to work under this guy, even though he might not be the one firing and hiring you. If you want to still work at this job, you're going to work under him. You got to find a way to make it smooth. If you want to make the waters rough and don't quit the job, all the beef you get him, you want to talk all that shit back to him. You're saying it's going to make your life hell. Like, this guy probably can't fire you or, or fuck your money up, but he can make your day to day work shit harder. So this is one of those situations where we got to decide do we want to fight and win a battle or do we want to fight and win a war? And you got to be smart. You got to you gotta kind of play the long game. I don't know, uh, Patrick, if you've ever read The Prince by Machiavelli or Sun Tzu's Art of War or Robert Greene's 48 Laws of Power. Uh, one of the things that um, parallels in all of those books is a tactic. Uh, they kind of describe it. I think Sun Tzu describes it as never outshine the master. And what that means is, or at least as interpreted, is when you're working underneath somebody like in your situation right here, right? Um, you got someone who's probably older than you, probably more experienced on the job and in a position of power. Now, regardless how iller you are than them or smarter or, or maybe you're getting wiser or, or whatever, you don't want to let them see that. You don't want to rub it in their face because it's going to make them upset. It's going to cause some kind of feelings of insecurity or they're going to feel threatened and they're going to do whatever they can to do to fuck you over. And they probably have more power and collateral to do so at this point. So you never outshine the master. So this supervisor of yours, Patrick, you got to be careful where you stand. Do your job, do it well, always, and show signs that you're capable of doing even more than your job. But don't, you don't want to make him look bad until you're in a position of power where you can 
do something and move past him or go to another position or something like that. Because if you outshine him, he's going to fuck with you more and more. Now, if you really don't care about this job, maybe it's not really good paying. Maybe you don't really like it that much. Fuck it, dude. Get out of there. Fuck it. Sometimes it's not nothing wrong with quitting. They teach us that in sports when you're little. Don't be a quitter in school. Don't be a quitter and shit. Sometimes, dude, fuck it. Sometimes you're smarter for quitting. You're dumb for staying in a job that's not paying you a lot, maybe, or is just sucking your soul and destroying you emotionally. You're a fool for that, being stubborn and sticking around for that shit. Fuck that. Do what's best for your mental health, man. If, if, it's, if this job ain't it, then peace. Stick it out for a little while longer, see what happens, man. But try not to challenge this dude. Just continue to win over your other coworkers, um, and then they'll just be on your side. Stay doing a good job. Find ways to do shit where you don't have to interact with them too much. Show them you're self-sufficient. Maybe he'll be cooler and lighten up. If not, man, uh, tell that motherfucker peace and find a new gig. All right. Question numero dos. Um, this comes from T. I don't know what T stands for, but T says, I think my girl is cheating on me. Oh, shit. <laughs> All right, here we go. I think my girl is cheating on me. I see a lot of comments on her IG. There is always this one guy who comments, and she likes his comments, but his account is private, though. I come in and out of town for work a lot, and she will go out to the bar club with her friends, but she has one of her friends that I don't like or trust, really, and that friend seems to have never liked me. We, me and my girl, we still have sex and spend time together. But I have this weird feeling because something feels off when we talk on the phone or text when I'm gone or even when I'm home and she is out. I've been tempted to check her phone to see her text or DMs because she will get some texts at late hours. Am I going crazy? What should I do to find out? Uh, well, my man T, um, I mean, the one thing I got to say, there's a few things we can say here. One thing is, man, if you're going to go digging and looking for things, you're probably going to find something you don't like or you'll find a way. You're, you know, our minds are twisted, man. Our minds are fucking weird. Your mind will find a way to take whatever it is that you find and kind of twist it and justify it in your mind that you did something wrong. So first off, rip, dog. I, I highly suggest you don't go digging through her phone, her fucking shit. If you do that, man, the trust is destroyed. Even if you're right, it's fucking destroyed. Or if you're wrong, you're really destroyed. I had an ex-girlfriend years ago and we were living together in New York and uh, she went through my emails, man. She was paranoid about something. She found an email from a girl I was dating before me and her were together. This is like a year before me and her were together. So she found old shit and she went and told me, but it didn't matter because I didn't do anything wrong with it and we got in huge fights and it destroyed our trust because she wanted to go digging. So first off, dog, do not go digging. Now, if you're feeling, it seems like, you know, your girl might be one of those girls. I've dated them too. that like to post a lot of pictures on Instagram. And if she's an attractive girl, she's going to get comments, dude. She's going to get likes. People are going to look at her in public. That's a compliment to you. That's your girlfriend, right? Not to, um, not to reduce a girl or your girlfriend in particular down to something like an object, but use this analogy just to kind of get it. Like if you drove up in a nice car. Someone sees you in a fly suit or something, they might say, oh, that's a nice car, man. It's a nice suit. It's a compliment. So when these motherfuckers is on your girl's IG, it's essentially a compliment to you. You got an attractive girl. You don't want all the stress, bro. Go get yourself a fucking ugly broad and you won't have these problems. But they, all women can cheat too, just like all men can. So don't, don't think that's a safe bet. Um, but it seems like you got some insecurity issues, my man. You need to get right with that. And if, if, if you know, I know what kind of man I am. There's certain things I don't like out of a woman. Because I know it brings out my insecurities. So I purposely don't 
associate with those kind of women because I know it's not healthy for me. If you can't handle this, maybe this isn't the kind of girl for you. You got to look in the mirror and be like, yo, T, am I a big boy or am I'm not? And if you are, you got to troop it through this and just get secure about things, man. Now, this doesn't mean that she might not be, you know, sneaking on the low skis, but, um, I mean, how are you going to find out, man? I don't suggest you do that. If your gut's telling you something wrong, man, just go straight up and ask her. The one time I found my girlfriend cheating on me when I was 20, she was out of town for school, and I just felt something. My gut was just, my snake sense was tingling. And I exercised it out of her like a goddamn demon. She confessed crying like this was a fucking episode of The Wire in the police station. You know, I just asked her straight up. <laughs> and then I, I punched two holes in the goddamn wall, drywall cut up my wrist. Don't do that. Stupid. But, man, hey, have that straight-up talk with her. It's going to be a hard one, but it beats going behind the back and snooping. Because if you do and you're wrong, you've ruined the relationship. Even if you find out you're right, you've ruined it. You're better off just talking and figuring something out. Don't go fucking stalking this guy's Instagram. It's fucking private. Leave it alone, man. That's just, you're going a little too overboard. All right, man? Um, Yeah, there we go. All right. Next up, from a lady... Carissa, Carissa, Clarissa, no, Carissa, sorry, Carissa, almost read that wrong, um, hey, Jay the S, love the podcast, thank you very much, hey, Jay the S, love the podcast, wanted to ask your advice, I was thinking of starting one, uh, podcast, she means, I was thinking of starting one, I listen to podcasts all the time, and I have done some stuff on our radio station in college, I think I'm pretty funny, and could have some interesting content, and I am trying to decide if I should pick a specific topic or do more of a general show like yours. Do you have any good advice for someone who wants to start a podcast? What do I need? What should I do? What should I get for equipment? Uh, well, first off, Carissa, uh, we're not like a general show. You know, I'm not, I'm not offended by your comment, but uh, well, you know, what I do is we try to have guests on from different realms of the arts. And it's conversations with artists or people that work in the arts. And it's funny and all that, but throughout the conversation, we find some, we reveal some kind of thing that was a damaged moment in their life or their career that kind of had some impact that affected either them personally or professionally. But we still laugh through it. So it's not all the way gentle. Don't throw me under that fucking umbrella. Uh, it's It's got a little bit of focus, but I don't want it too focused because I want to have it open enough where I can bring in these guests from these different realms. So if you're thinking about doing a podcast... You know, you did some college radio stuff. It's different than that. This isn't a radio. It doesn't have little commercial breaks and fucking, you know, you can curse. You can be wide open. You got to be entertaining, man. There's a lot of people with podcasts out there. You can have all the bells and whistles. You can have the effects, the good quality equipment, uh, good post-production, have people helping you produce it. But you got to have some kind of personality. I just read your email. I didn't hear you speak. You got to have an interesting voice. And you got to have a meter of speech that's intriguing. It gets motherfuckers. And then all the bells and whistles and shit can come next. Goddamn, I started doing Russian Souvenirs podcast, which is me and a motherfucking low-level equipment. And then eventually, you know, you get some newer shit. You get a little better at it. You get some people to help uh, editing and producing and things like that. But you just got to just make sure you're, you're, you're inter interesting, intriguing, funny, serious, whatever it is. If you're like a factual-based history kind of podcast, I guess it's just really having your research down and shit. But if it's going to be something like where I think you're going with it, you got to kind of keep you got to kind of keep it on the forefront of your brain that you want to be intriguing and interesting. If you're going to have guests on, try to get interesting ones, but even if they're not or maybe they're not great at talking, you got to fucking step in and, and steer the ship. I've done that before. Shit, I done had guests pass out drunk on the fucking podcast. And I got to steer the ship. So just be ready for that. 
You know, you do a few, get the feedback. But don't get the feedback from your friends and family. That's fake feedback, whether it's good or bad. Some of them are going to tell you good things because they're your friends and family. Some of them are going to want to be more critical because everyone likes the chance to be a critic, and especially when it's your friends. They think they're being constructive and helpful. So just make sure you're getting your feedback from fucking straight-up honest listeners that have no bias towards you personally. Uh, as far as the shit you need for a podcast, you can use motherfucking GarageBand on most Macs. Come with it. You can also use Logic Pro Tools. GarageBand is really easy. I'd say start with that. Super simple. Um, there's podcast equipment kits you can buy for package deals on the internet. Just Google podcast, beginner's podcast equipment. Probably come with a small little interface mixing board, maybe a two to three mic output. And then you can get a little headphone adapter, of, you know, two to three to four headphone jacks. You can buy some cheap Behringer mics. You can buy some short uh, SM58s if you want to drop some more ducats and get some better quality. Get some headphones and, you know, use your a Mac. I don't know, maybe PCs work. I haven't used one of those in a hundred years, so... But, yeah, anyway, try all that shit and uh, see how you do, all right? Next up in today's last pregunta, last question for this episode, sit on the couch or get on the couch. I can't remember what I call it, man. We're going to settle on one of them. Don't fucking worry. Anyway, last one today comes from Ryan. Ryan says, lately I feel so much anxiety and frustration. (laughs) Yeah, you ain't alone, Ryan. Right here, brother. But that's just every fucking day. Lately, I feel so much anxiety and frustration when I go on social media or even when I go out into public places with lots of people I don't like. (laughs) Ryan, you're writing from my goddamn heart here, buddy. I feel pressure to keep up with their lifestyles, to fit in, and I see everyone on social media having a great time living it up, and I don't feel like I'm doing anything like that. It is making me feel bad about myself. Do you suggest I do anything different or what do you suggest I do anything different to avoid feeling like this? Sorry, that last uh, sentence had a little bit of a typo from Ryan, but I think I get your drift, Ryan. Well, this kind of ties back into a gentleman's question from earlier about insecurities, man. I mean, I I get it. Uh, I know social media instills feelings of insecurity in all of us. You see people posting all kinds of things. Um, but you got to always remember, man, what you see on social media, IG, Facebook, Twitter, whatever, that's what people want you to see. That's what they choose to put up. Rarely, if anybody chooses to put up the sad times, like when motherfuckers go through a breakup and they're hurt and fucking dying on the inside, they go out and they post pictures of them partying and mingling with the opposite sex or same sex, whatever, and doing shit to show everyone, look, I'm happy, I'm having a good time. They don't show them crying alone in the fucking bathtub with a bottle of Hennessy, uh, you know, because that's not cool, right? They don't want anyone to see that. So... Just remember, this is what they want you to see, man, all right? Um, but it still has an effect on us, man, because you're just getting bombarded with images of people traveling to party and buying new vehicles or with their booze, all happy and in love, and maybe you don't have these things. It's a real easy way to feel insecure. Let me ask you this, uh, Ryan. Do you have any reason to be on social media? I'm going to keep it one billion, one ballion, Jake the Snake Funky. Uh, I don't think if I was having a podcast and art to promote and a book soon to promote, I don't think I would have any social media simply because of what you described here. It fucks with me. I don't need it. I keep up with my real friends. Maybe just Instagram, just in a, I'd probably shrink the people I follow down to a very small, small, small number. Um, but if you don't got anything to promote, man, you don't have to be on these motherfuckers just because everyone else is, you don't have to. And I've traveled to other countries here and there where I don't maybe go on social media for a week or something. And it's the fucking best week ever. 
So why don't you try it for a while and see how much better you feel? You might see these uh, anxieties being alleviated. And it's tough when you go out in public and you still feel like this. That's something you can't avoid, but maybe don't go to the places that have shittier people. If you know this club or this bar plays this music or shows these sporting events that attract these kind of fans and you don't like those kind of people, just use your head, dude. Just don't fucking go. You know, minimize going around that. It's tough, though, man. Media bombards us with things that make us feel insecure. You got to do things that make you feel good about yourself. You might not have the fucking new Tesla or the Beamer. You might not take a new trip to Bali with your boyfriend or girlfriend or whatever. Maybe you don't love your job. But find a hobby or, or, or some kind of thing you'd like to do outside that job. And pour your heart into it. Pour your energy into it. And you'll feel good. You'll feel accomplished. You'll feel like you're putting your energy towards something that means something to you. And so you don't feel so useless, you know? Exercise, bro. Fucking exercise, man. It gets the endorphins moving. It gives you fucking serotonin. It gets the negative energy out of your body. Exercise is proven all across the board to improve your mood, improve anxiety, improve sleep, also your diet. Ryan, I don't know what you're munching on, bro, but throw more vegetables in there, some cleaner, leaner meats, seafood, healthier stuff. That also has a big impact on it, man. I don't know if you drink and dabble in the drogas like a lot of us do. That's fine, but those things fuck with your mood, too. People on this uh, on this podcast, everyone always hears me talking about 5-HTP. It's a great uh, mood balancer, enhancer. Also, St. John's Wort, although don't mix them or mix St. John's Wort with any prescription medication. <laughs> but there's things, you know, herbs and supplements, holy basil, um, certain things you can do to kind of help improve your mood too, man. And, you know, it's more than just the social media, I think, for you and the other people. I think there's some underlying anxieties you're going to have anyway. So do things to mitigate that, all right? And... Log the fuck off, bro. Unplug. Feels good, man. Make yourself feel good about it. When you're exercising too, now you're in control of something. You're in control of your body and your health. Same with the diet. When we're in control of certain things, it's empowering. It makes us feel better. You might have a shitty job where you're not in control. So do something after your job or on the weekends, whether it's podcasting. Maybe you like to draw uh, fucking oil paintings. Maybe you like to play ball in a men's league. You need to have something else if your job isn't satisfying that you can put energy into that gives you gratification. We all need that. Some of us get lucky and that's a job we have. Sometimes we have a halfway job we like. It's at least a halfway gratified. Or you got to find something to do in your free time. But just, I don't know, man. Log off. Don't let these motherfuckers make you feel less, man. Remember, that's just what they want you to show. Everybody poops. Everybody cries. Everybody feels heartache and they're alone. And usually the people that front the most, when they have those moments of clarity where they realize it's not all what they've projected it to be, it hurts a little more because they're hiding the realness. You might not be hiding yours, so it might not sting as much, man. Just keep that in mind, Ryan. Keep your head up, man. Uh, Thank you for listening to me ramble answers on, ramble advice on for the last bit of time here on uh, this get on the couch, sit on the couch segment on Damaged Goods Podcast. I much appreciate it. We got a gang of new episodes coming up while I'm on the road out here. And uh, anybody with questions or queries or you want to have your shit answered in the next episodes of this segment, when we do it, just hit me at jake at damagedgoodspodcast.com or DM me on uh, Instagram and Twitter at J the S, J T H E S, or at Damaged Goods Podcast. I spell it all normal. I don't spell shit fucked up. I know how to spell. All right. Gracias. <laughs>